Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. I hope everybody's garden is going well. We are on the home stretch. Yes, we are. We're nearly there. For all you sun-grown outdoor people, we are on the last few weeks here. Could be two, could be four. I guess for some of you Sativa people, it could be another five, six. <laughs> I, actually, funny enough, I had a customer ask me, well, where's all your outdoor at? I'm like, well, harvest is mid-October. <laughs> Usually it comes around November and he's all outdoor. Yeah. And then I look at him and be like, We usually don't like to sell last doors out you know, last year's outdoor this late in the game. Yeah, at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be some dry ass shit, dude. <laughs> well we do have our dollar grams over here. No, we don't carry dollar grams anymore. We refuse <laughs> to carry that cheap of stuff in right now because it would be last year's weed. Yeah, it would be. And we won't do it. <laughs> well done. I, I, yeah, that is funny that someone would ask. But you gotta, you gotta understand that they're probably, you know, maybe slightly uneducated on the on the seasons. Well, and either way, we are known as a higher, a little bit higher price shop. The reason why we had those cheaper ones for the short time that we did is because it was the outdoor that was available, and now it's gone. Yeah. So our lowest is like six dollars a gram, which that's as low as we're going to be right now. Well, and honestly, do you guys really sell a lot of outdoor? Wait, when sun grown? Yes, sun grown. When it's at two to three dollars a gram, fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> it's all about the price point. It's all about the price. They don't give a fuck what it looks like. Yeah, that's too bad because there's so much outdoor that does look good. Look at Benson Elvis. They have some good outdoor. That's that's usually what we try to bring in, and yeah. we will buy their cheap stuff. And so it's really good looking stuff, like compared to what you would find a lot around Medford. Like it is the best looking one to two dollar or two to three dollar gram that we will ever present. Sure. And even like I'm sure you're gonna see this. We talked about it, but Stayfly, mm-hmm. you know, uh original Dankster out there. He was on episode twenty seven and he's I believe somehow in the wreck. And so we're gonna see his flower. But if you look at his IG, mm-hmm. he's got some that garlic apricot. Whoa! Yes, which is legend orange Outdoor. apricot and mm-hmm. GMO cookies. Yeah, and that's it's legit. Which we have had the legend orange apricot. But it is considered Tree Frog Farms from Stay Flat. Right, right. Which is cool. Yes. So uh, but so there's a lot of good out sun, outdoor sun-grown cannabis. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, definitely not any of them Motel 6 Terps. <laughs> now, I, I can you explain what Motel 6 Terps is? for? I, I think Motel 6 is a nationwide chain, so people probably okay. know Motel 6. But So we have a <laughs> customer that's a loyal customer of mine. He actually, he will wait around for me. And uh, he had, he wanted to smell some of the strains that we had on the shelf, which I won't disclose which strain it was. <laughs> but we had this strain on our shelf for a continuous amount of time. And every time he attempted to smell it because it looked so good on the shelf, 
And every time I smell it, he's like, no, nah, that's that Motel 6 weed. And I'm like, can you explain what Motel 6 weed smells like? He's like, there's just a dark mildewy smell to it that every Motel 6 has. And I'm like, so it's not Motel 8? He's like, no, no, no. Motel 8's a little classier. Motel 6, though, he's like, this is Motel 6 weed. Yeah, Motel 6 is just just one step above the hourly rate hotels. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Motel 6 Terps. Yeah. You know, they need to come up with a strain called Motel 6. That'd be sick. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, but I hope everybody is doing better than Brown Frown in their garden. I um, hope so, too. And, you know, for, for some people, you might be already starting. Uh, I know we're going to be starting the flush on the banner here in a mm-hmm. week and a half, maybe. Yep, you said the you first know. week of October that we'd be pulling her. Yeah, and we are already have been flushing the uh, seeded out chuck, uh, chocodile. And you can tell that one because it's totally just well, and using it's up only nutrients. segregated one in the corner. Yeah, I know which one she is. Well, it doesn't need to be segregated, but yeah, she is out there on nope, her own. Nope, you're bullying her. Yeah, you hear me? Well, she's like the... She's the future. She is the wife that got grounded to the basement. If you go out and put your fingers on the flower, that chocodile is gassy. It's the first one we've grown that has that strong a gas smell. So... And it is a, just so I don't forget, it's an LA Confidential crossed with a chocolate. Yep, crossed with the DJ... No, 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 crossed with a granddaddy. Granddaddy, that's right. Purple. So uh, three good crosses. And mm-hmm. that came from Cloudwave, originally Golden Beaver. We had their seeds in 2017, but the ones I grew out didn't make the cut at the end. Uh, this one I just kept. And mm-hmm. man, I wish I, oh, I wish I would have ran them in 17 all the way through because I really like the smell of it. But we're going to, we crossed this one with the plumberry. We did grow a king's cake out all the way, didn't we? Yes, and I really liked it. It was a beautiful flower, and it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, high in mercine and uh, on their tests. And yes, I did like that, but we that's at this point gone unless we get more genetics from them. Mm-hmm. But they did allow us to do some breeding on an organ blueberry. And, you know, we got a lot of blueberry blue genetics going yes, right we do. now. Our backyard is full of blue. But, you know, this bright. is the first blue. A lot of the blueberry that we're working with is, is DJs. And so that that profile is more of a musky like if you really smell it it's got this really uh rich berry smell so if you're to, for me if you were to compare it to like berry smells you've got like the light berries like raspberry strawberry right you've got that kind of flavor and then you've got the other berries like the blackberry blueberries, blueberries. yeah and so and so that's what i'd describe the DJs is kind of that muskier, deeper toned so blueberry. So it's more like a blueberry or a blackberry smell. But the organ blueberries that we're seeding with some of our genetics. It's almost like a huckleberry smell, isn't it? On DJs? Uh, no, on the other blueberry, the organ blueberry. that. Yeah, we the organ blueberry to me smells like blueberry muffins. Yeah, which and is so, more of a light smell, almost like a huckleberry smell to me. Which was interesting because I've heard of those terps and I've actually smelled them before, but I've never grown them. So it's interesting to have two different kinds of quote unquote right. blueberry. You've got this earthy, dark kind of flavor and then this brighter muffin, kind of a homey soul baked food goods. baked goods feel exactly <laughs> so it'll be interesting having both those kind in the and then we've also got the blue cookies which has nothing to do with blueberry blue anything no, it's no. just a pheno of the original forum blue cookies yeah it's just mm-hmm. a it's it's a it tends to show purple and so mm-hmm. 
Now that we're down to the last two, three, four, five weeks, everybody, like I said, is going to be looking at flush. I don't know what anybody else does, but we just go straight. I'll run like Herclean Harvest, like a, a good bone meal. So, you know, which is high in phosphorus. And then I'll use that SLF. It's the only way you should What's finish off. What's that stuff that you wanted to finish up the year with? Are you talking the one shot? The one shot. That's it, Yeah, it is. A bit, but one shot's more of like a, it's like a top dress. And it's granularized, but it's got microbes and it's got all organic inputs in there. That's made by Nectar's like Nectar for the Gods. Okay. Which means and, that they should have it out there at the guy's shop. Oh yeah. And it's really good go stuff. If anybody's never farmers. tried one shot, man, it makes a great top dress. And it makes a great, you know, amendment as well. It is granularized, but it's still organic and and it's got a couple of base bacillus in there. But it's really good stuff. And it's just I, I like it. And I was talking earlier today with you about using that to finish with. Sure, right. because it's high in calcium and high in phosphorus. And I like to pump that right at the end. Yeah. Um, and when you're running organics, you don't have to flush the same way as when you're trying to run conventionals. Conventionals tend to have that metallic taste. We've You've kind of experienced that now where mm -hmm. you can take a cannabis strain or not strain, but, you know, uh, uh, a product from a grower that is all synthetics and you get more of this, how I describe as a metallic taste. I've been able, like, I've, good way to explain it is I've really started paying attention to my flavors, like deep flavors, mm -hmm. not just your terpene flavors. Like, you can taste the difference between, like in an extract, extract, for example, you can taste the difference between a trim run and a straight bud run. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you really pay attention and you really know what you're tasting, you can taste the difference in that. Or if you know what the difference is in things, you can taste the difference in it for sure. And then I've also noticed stuff like, yeah, you can really taste the difference between sun-grown and indoor. You can mm. really taste the difference between synthetics and organics. Mm -hmm. But you just really got to pay attention to what you're smoking. Because if you do pay attention to it, you can you can open up your cannabinoids. You, no, you can open up buds. your taste buds, not your cannabinoids. <laughs> you can open up your, um, your taste buds, though, and you can get all of those different flavors in and like get the full effect of them. Yeah, and it took me years, but I I can do it. Yeah, well, and it's really important for people that are using synthetics or conventional lines to do a good flush. Mm -hmm. So straight water uh, is obviously preferred for a couple weeks. Uh, you know, Jay he gets down to zero ppm's if he can. Yep. Which a lot of times running a cocoa he does he gets right down to zero. There's just nothing left in there, and uh, so that's great. With organics, it's a little bit different. You're really not running the saltier contents, and so you don't have quite that um, that buildup uh, in the soil. Right. And then also, too, uh, organics, you know, they're, it, you're not really going to get down to a zero PPM. Right. You know, you've always got those organics that are in there still still breaking down. Mm -hmm. uh, we still do that flush, I said, like with a good high phosphorus that we use. I use the Herculean Harvest uh, and then the SLF. I can't say enough about that. I haven't said much about it this year, but we do use it. We used it every, oh, every year. year. Every year. It saves me so many I do times. It even with my normal seeds, I don't I don't use anything but SLF. That's no. how I got all of my clones from mm -hmm. work to, to pop, everything. Your clones from work to pop? Yeah, like my, my actual plants that I take off of the... the cool, oh, you mean to root then, to not root, to pop. Seeds to, pop. Sorry. Yes, to root. I'm sorry. To get the roots to pop. There we go. <laughs> they got to pop out. But anyway, so I've, I've yeah. dipped them in there. And man, I'll tell you what, it's it's a big difference. Yeah, it might be easy to do it, but it happens overnight when I put the SLF in there. And so it makes it even quicker. I yeah. don't have to wait that extra week to see roots coming out. 
Sure. And it keeps things clean. Like if you're running your drain lines and stuff, it, it keeps, you know, run those, run it through weekly. It keeps those clean. It's an enzymatic formula. And so it straight up is, as far as I'm concerned, the only enzyme you need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all season I'll run it once a week, but in the final stage, like especially the last two weeks, I just flush it with water and SLF and yeah. it really does good. It saves me. The big thing that I like about it is when I even think that there's an, a lockout going on, SLF will, I'll just run that. Right. SLF and water and it'll fix that right oh, away. Yeah. Can't say enough about it, and I haven't said enough about it this year. So if you're if you're flushing, especially with organics, run that SLF, I think you'll be right. really happy. And you can get that across the states too as well. Yep. Um, let's see. What else? I, I really wanted to talk about and I know everybody's heard a lot about this, but I really wanted to talk about this vape issue, vape cartridge issues. Is I, it nationwide or is it just West Coast right now? I thought it was nationwide. No, it is nationwide on That's that issue. There's, I have, you know, some stuff pulled up here and I was going to read just a couple interesting things, but I think it was up to three. I think it was three deaths in this. No, it's two deaths. Two deaths in Oregon and then six deaths total on the West Coast, correct? I don't know about the West Coast. It could be just nationwide total of six. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll get into it right there. But I like vape cartridges, and I don't. We don't do e-cigarette styles. I I just like the THC cartridges. I don't buy buy anything black market, obviously. Yeah. And locally, we haven't seen any problems. Have you seen any problems with the vapes? Anybody say anything? I got some chest issues. Anything like that? No. Um, I, I think people might be manifesting their own issues. <laughs> that could be too. Because we sure. have had people like, oh, I'm not going to touch those vape cartridges right now because my chest is starting to hurt. And I think honestly, it's they're, they're well, thinking. Well, there's some chest cold stuff going yeah, around Yeah, there's too. some chest cold <laughs> stuff going around. But yes, cool for being safe and everything else. I, I, I'll do, you know, I'll do respect though. Just watch what you're smoking. Yeah. Just know what you're smoking and... Well, it seems that these vape cartridges and, you know, e-cigarette vape cartridges have become, I guess, a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. And nationwide, you know, as far as just a few days ago, we've seen like 380 plus confirmed. Six deaths. That's, yeah, six deaths. Mm-hmm. And 36 states are affected. Oregon didn't come up until recently, and we've had yep, two we've now. We've had two deaths now. And the first one we know of for sure was from a dispensary, but they don't know if something was added after the fact Didn't or not. They, isn't that the one where they found two cartridges on him and they weren't sure if he had had more cartridges or not? And they, they couldn't confirm the... And not that I'm aware of. When okay. I read the article, it just said that they had said that it was a THC cartridge bought at a dispensary. Okay. And But they were not able... The hospital was not able to confirm whether or not it had been adulterated in any manner or anything. Mm-hmm. Not that it should have been. But also, too, you know... Here's the deal. It really started out in the black market, basically. You know, originally we were hearing uh, dank vapes mm-hmm. was really the bad rap the first few hundred. You know, I was interested in finding out because you, you look, you see all the time, especially on IG, dank vapes everywhere. And, and we all know it's black market. That shit, I don't know of any dispenser anywhere in the United States that sells dank vapes on the shelf. Mm-mm. And if they do, I'd question it. I'd be like, show me a CUA. But I don't know if anyone who sells it. And so I looked more into it. And we talked about this. But Dank Vapes is just listed as a packaging manufacturer. As a packing ma- packaging manufacturer, that's legal. So just make packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the interesting part of that is, is if they are part of that black market setup, and I'm not saying they are by by 
the way. Uh, this is just speculation on that part. But if they were involved with black market, you know, it would be a good idea to be in a guise of, of being a packaging manufacturer. Right. Interesting part is, like I said, is you don't see them on the retail shelves as a licensed product on anything. Well, with that packaging too. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the deal. And so also Dank Vapes, as you know, it looks like you're buying a goddamn cookie or literally a uh, uh, no i would say like uh, some fruit strips or yeah. um i don't know some sort of gummies yeah yeah and for and for anybody you know obviously we know where this kind of packaging is going it's being marketed black market obviously feeds off the people that are not 21 mm -hmm. especially in legal states but it really feeds on the young crowd and you can see how they do it with the packaging it's it's all there is not one legitimate package from dick vapes it's not some freaking novelty rip off character talking about some dessert item you know one thing i gotta say that is, <clears throat> is is it's actually upsetting because of how strict our rules here are in oregon a lot of places don't have rules like we do no california has no rules uh they have one shop down in california that is straight up themed after disneyland well i do know in california too they have these like overnight pop-up shops that like mm -hmm. will operate and then shut down or operate until they get shut down or whatever yeah it's not and, like that here and see in in oregon in oregon we're really strict on we can't have anything that's appeasing to children we can't have anything that's named after you know something that's big like gorilla glue girl scout cookies Candyland, anything like that we cannot have that and we have such strict rules that people will come through and check our tags even so cookies and cream it's got to be obviously something else Girl Scout cookies, if it says anything that is like Samoa cookies, it can't say straight up Samoa cookies. It has to have something that changes it from being cookies. So like an exclamation point in there, a three for the E instead. You know, it's got to be something else. But down in California, I've noticed very lackadaisical on what their rules are, what their packaging is, what they can do. Like I, like I said, that one place that's themed after Disneyland, they have characters dressed up that are like smoking bongs and stuff like that. Uh, they got the witches that they've changed all these pictures they've made themed shirts for. You know, as a smoker, that's cool. But at the same time, that is something that would uh, attract children. Or and younger crowd. A lot of that is black market. And so getting back to the dang vapes thing, because we don't see them on the shelf and because you always see them out there with cartridges and THC being advertised, being in them and stuff, those things are obviously being made in a house somewhere, right? A lot of those people were using these cuts that are not, who knows what they're using to be honest, black mm -hmm. market wise. But as it kind of grew, it also extended out into the e-cigarettes, the the vaporizers on that part of the market, and then all, also the now legal rec market. Mm-hmm. And I think what was happening is I think that these new thickeners are being used now. And they're saying that. They're like saying vitamin E. What it's done is it's basically made kind of everybody in the vape market against each other. So you hear these e-cigarette people getting mad saying it's, oh, it's just THC carts, black market THC carts. It's not e-cigarettes. And then you hear on our side, we always hear, oh, it's the e-cigarettes. And it's whatever they're getting. They're cheap China-made e-juice or whatever. And then you got the retailers who are now starting to suffer because they got obviously two cases popped up now. Well, and then we also are seeing that in Oregon, they're starting to pull either carts from the shelf at retail level mm -hmm. or people, the manufacturers and processors are stopping their lines. What was it? Canna connoisseur, uh, what, connoisseur cannabis. So connoisseur cannabis, they stopped doing their line uh, because they were using a uh, vitamin E, the tocopherol, which you should acetate. know. Acetate. Acetate. Mm -hmm. Were they using the acetate? 
It was it was uh, vitamin E acetate or something like that that they were okay. using. Okay. Yeah, that he confirmed and he had talked with even OLCC about about the fact that he didn't know if it was fully. He didn't feel like it was going to be bad for you, but he was giving them the warning that they had there hadn't been proper testing on it. Yeah, he had brought up to them that there was nothing. But here's the deal. In in his research, he had done his own personal research. And the research that is out there shows that vitamin E in its natural form, and I believe that is the tocopherol. I'm going to read the article so yeah. we're clear about this. Right. But there's a synthetic version and a natural version. Mm-hmm. And this goes hand in hand with terpenes and other chemicals and compounds in nature and synthetically. When you make a compound synthetically, compare that to its natural form in nature. So a synthetic vitamin E to a natural vitamin E. A synthetic vitamin E, when you combust it, it's going to have some carcinogenic or some bad compounds that result in that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you vapor, and I shouldn't say combust even, I should say even vaporize. But if you vaporize the natural form, okay, you don't have those kind of byproducts. Right. Same with terpenes. You know, like with the e-juices and stuff, I watched this big documentary on it and they did these controlled studies, but nothing in big volume. And what they showed was that it wasn't the fact that the vaping was hurting people, but it was certain flavors Mm -hmm. or better known as certain terpenes. Right. So certain terpenes were a lot worse on your lungs than other terpenes or other flavors. One of them was menthol. So menthol seemed to cause like double, I don't want to say damage. It caused some changes in your lung tissue and it was twice as bad as a lot of the other flavors they tested. Mm -hmm. So just like the vitamin E, what I'm getting at is maybe vaping certain terpenes, certain chemicals, certain compounds is causing these byproducts of certain people. Right. And there's an article I'm going to share real quick, the only one I'm going to read that actually talks about that. So, and what's happened is these thickeners have been starting to be used. Before I go into this, what I'm sure you and I, well, you'll recommend is that obviously you want to buy from a retail Yes, obviously buy from retail um, and pay attention to what you're buying. So make sure you're not buying anything with artificial terpenes in it. Um, Right, so... And anything made. They did say to really watch, um, like, for the uh, e-vapes, e-liquids and stuff like that, not use the stuff that was made in the past 30 or 90 days. That's one thing that, like, uh, Megan... So, like, a shelf life. Right. So uh, that's one thing that Megan had told me because they had noticed that it was more recent that all this stuff has been going on. And so they said, watch the stuff that was made within the last 90 days. But when it comes to THC cartridges, I would definitely make sure you stick with stuff that does not have artificial flavoring in it or artificial terpenes. You'd have better luck if they were plant-derived terpenes than anything because the fact that it's not synthetic. But as soon as it becomes synthetic terpenes, then then you're pushing it for yeah, any knows? sort of thinner whatever they used to put in there so i would definitely watch that i would go for like liquid live resin would be a good bet because made with butane i would go for watch for distillate co2 make sure the terpenes that you know where the terpenes come from in that and then besides that you know don't well here's the deal you can always ask for coas you can always find out where the you got it what farm it came from Mm -hmm. what processor it came from and then you can also find like out what you just said where did they add food grade terpenes in or flavoring say Right. Well, that's I'd be careful of that. I'd be iffy with it. It sounds great, even if they say pharmaceutical grade, because it's a synthetic form. Still synthetic, yep. Uh, so naturally derived, or sometimes they derive it from the cannabis and then reintroduce it. Yes, which that's a lot of the times distillate. Um, yeah. Uh, a lot of the companies that we do go with, they do that. They they do a whole entire distillate run, and the terpenes that are pulled out, they reintroduce those terpenes at the end. 
that is that is good too. That's yeah. you know that's solid because that distillate that it's taken down, they're distilling it to get that liquid, sure. and then they're just reintroducing that the flavor, the flavor yeah. back in that they had already pulled out. from yeah. it. So. That's what you can guarantee with that. And then CO2, of course, it is, you're just going to have the CO2 flavor, but it it's, it's well, still uh, the plant with CO2. And bottom line, basically, you just, uh, there's many, many options to be able to get just nothing added in. Right. Nothing taken out, nothing added in. 100% best guarantee, buy yourself a rosin cart if you want to have a, if you want to have it like that. There just, you go. Just get a rosin cart. It's uh, pressed. Yeah. And, and Exactly. As far as black market, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I there's nothing that's going to be guaranteed, not even guaranteed, even close to safe at this point. Smoke at your own risk for anything at that point. Yes, and here's the deal: is I feel really bad saying that because if I my only option was black market and I could get a hold of black market cartridges, it's what I would do. But either. I probably, honestly, would probably risk it because I like cards so much. Yeah, and so I'm. I hope that they work this out because. I do like them. The convenience and a lot of people say, well, they don't get you high. Right. Well, yeah, it's not like doing a dab for sure. Right. But, you know, I'll tell you, if you really want to get that dab effect, get yourself two carts or three carts (laughs) and hit them at the same time. That shit will knock you in the dirt. (laughs) Right. We've hit up to five. Uh Uh-huh. That's fun. (laughs) A little expensive, but it does last longer. Yeah, because you're taking like a quarter of the size hit that you normally would. But I, I'm big on them, so I, I. But but please be careful if you have to do black market. Watch, do the best you can to find out. I feel really bad that people have to deal with that dank vape packaging bullshit. You know, I, I'm not going to say names here to protect the people, but I know of someone who uh, takes uh, some cannabis, and when it gets to the person it's supposed to get to, that person then, who I don't know, takes packaging and and does that same thing for black market. Mm-hmm. And the packaging they put it in is absolutely asinine ridiculous. And then they even rename the product. Yep. And it's like, you know, well, lucky you, the people that get this product, because I, I know, I know it's clean. You don't know it's clean. Right. And uh, and then this guy slaps a freaking funky character on it with some stupid Oreo cookie crumble fruit loop whatever bullshit and uh and then sells it and uh i i just just be careful when it comes to the e-cigarettes and stuff be careful of which flavors you get and make sure you spend the extra dollars just to get good shit i don't buy it so i can't tell you what that is mm-hmm. but I, you can't tell me that there's not high quality maybe even american made i would imagine or something that you know and i'd stay away from any kind of odd thickeners you know, uh, and mm-hmm. stay with natural substances. If it's synthetic, I would just be careful mm-hmm. because there's going to be a byproduct to it. Yeah, some sort of byproduct. It's, you know, just reading, just glancing over uh, um, what's going on out there. I mean, Canada is watching what's going on, but mm-hmm. they're still making it legal. But all every, everything kind of leads to like uh, just these new additives. Um, <laughs> I got to say this. This this Wisconsin says Wisconsin man busted for running a legal vape cart factory. Twenty year old Tyler Huffines is accused of filling up up to five thousand illegal cartridges a day. That boy's a baller. I just read an article about this one. He actually they busted him. He had a condo condo rented, and they found fifteen thousand empty cartridges in his condo on the floor. He's a 
player. And it showed him and a friend, and then they had like it just showed the the condo that they had. Yeah, and that's like all they were using it for is for manufacturing. Dude, I bet he was responsible for about two hundred of those damn illnesses, right? <laughs> and that's why he bailed. He left the condo and just bailed. And is this the same thing? This is a follow-up. It says a Wisconsin operation that manufactured thousands of vaping cartridges a day may have been packing them with a far more THC oil than the packaging claimed. <laughs> Yo, buddy. It's all Wisconsin. Doing that? <laughs> Shit. How hot, How strong were they supposed to be? And, if it, and then that much more? I right. don't know. So this explains pretty much is right up to the minute what they kind of understand about this whole vitamin E thing. Vitamin E is the common name for several similar types of oils called tocopherols. They're commonly found in corn and other vegetable oil or made synthetically from petroleum. So these are often dietary, dietary supplements, obviously in food and cosmetics. From plant sources of tocopherols, Chemists extract vegetable oil, then separate the tocopherols from the rest of the vegetable oil using fractionation, which is what they do. Distilling. For distilling, even concentrates, yeah. It's also possible for chemicals to create tocopherols without using plant matter. It's commonly synthesized in three steps using toxic petroleum-derived precursor chemicals. Man, let me try this. Trimethylhydroquinone. Damn, Nailed I'm it. good. Hydroquinone is... A controversial compound sold in the United States is a topical skin lightening agent. It's used to get rid of dark spots or discolorations. The European Union has banned hydroquinone because of its potential carcinogenic effects. The FDA has expressed concern over the use of the compound, but so far has not limited its sale in the United States. Inhaling residual hydroquinone aerosol from a cheap vitamin E oil could be problematic. This goes back to what I was talking about with synthetics. Mm -hmm. So vitamin E oil in and of itself has eight forms. There's eight forms of the tocopherol. Uh, it's what they would call alpha tocopherol all the way through gamma. The most relevant vitamin E compound is alpha tocopherol since it's the most abundant and potent of the group. The main difference between naturally occurring vitamin E and synthetic vitamin E is the presence of stereoisomers. Naturally occurring vitamin E will only contain the D isomer. Synthetic vitamin E will typically be a mix of the D and L, DL alpha tocopherol. So already right here, we're slightly different on the molecule. Mm -hmm. Sounds kind of just a bunch of chemistry words, but yeah, it's a, it's essentially a different molecule what's in synthetic because of what they're pulling it from the petroleum. So alpha tocopherol is different than the tocopherol acetate, which is what hopefully what most people are using is the acetate. Tocopherol acetate is the ester form of tocopherol. Tocopherol acetate is more stable towards oxidation and will typically have longer shelf life. And this goes back to what you're talking about when it comes to having an expiration on it. Mm -hmm. it says neither is okay to inhale experts say all these forms of vitamin e oil go into foot creams face creams and other cosmetics as topicals and some people can cause rashes the cosmetics industry never considered its use for inhalation at least beyond accidentally getting some lotion in your nose <laughs> so it's acute inhalation toxicity toxicity is not known and inhaling the oil is generally a bad idea Lipids in the lung are highly toxic and have been associated with lung injury for years. They are most commonly seen in persons using ointments in their noses. This can lead to a condition called lipoid pneumonia. All tocopherols may uniquely disrupt the function of the fluid lining of the surface of the lungs. No vitamin E should be vaped regardless of its chemical structure. That's from a uh, doctor, a New Zealand-based pharmaceutical chemist, actually. Drug-involved vitamin E oil inhalation injuries have been documented dating back to at least 
the year 2000. This is all really interesting considering that so many people are using it legally. Mm-hmm. And then this one guy says that he did research and said that he couldn't find anything. Yeah. What the hell? Obviously, there's been problems, like I said, since the year 2000. So it says also tocopherol acetate may compound problems. The acetate form of vitamin E oil, the tocopherol. That was OLCC that said that. That said Not what? the guy. The guy was warning them and letting them know that there has been studies on oh, stuff. Oh, I see. The OLCC says there is nothing that we can find. So they were not going to stand up against it and they weren't going to deny it. Gotcha. Yeah, interesting, because I, I do remember it. Yes, you're correct. So tocopherol, tocopherols adhere to your lungs' liner fluid called lung surfactant. Lung surfactant enables oxygen to transfer from air into your body. Tocopherols serve to block the necessary gas transfer from occurring. Vitamin E has the ability to integrate on membranes by creating a coating over the pulmonary surfactant layer. It's part of a class of long-chain oils that can adhere to and clump up your lung fluid. Man, I don't know. See, this stuff's not cool. It's like saran wrapping the inside of your lungs. Yeah, right? Wow. So the acetate destabilizes the fragile lipohydrophilic balance of this lung surfactant, causing occlusion, affecting the permeation of gases and substances in the bronchial structures and avioli. (laughs) The result, man, your lungs are gonna die, homie. That damage can initiate a runaway immune system reaction resembling lipoid pneumonia. This may especially occur with high doses of tocopherol acetate, such as in formulations found in vape carts cut heavily with oil. may even occur at a relatively low vaping temperature as well. That's the other thing. When you're out there vaping, some of those batteries have adjustments mm-hmm. and use them because you can overheat them in there too. Yeah, yeah. And even if you're not getting some nasty-ass vitamin E shit going, there you can is, still cause some toxicity going Yes, on because, if you get too high attempts, yeah. it will start turning shit into like formaldehyde. And, yep. and uh, what was the other one? It uh, starts with an A. Um, not anthrax, but... <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, uh, be careful of your vape temps, whether it's your rig or a pen, especially mm-hmm. if you have the ability to control don't it. Don't go hot. Don't go hot. Yeah, if you're chazzing your quartz... Too hot. Too hot. Acetate's chemical acetate ring enables it to cling even more strongly to lung surfactant than the non-acetate form. It's like saran wrapping the inside of your lungs, as highly Lady Sativa put it. Acetate or no acetate, the long chain that vitamin E has and its interactions with membrane surfaces is still considerable. The acetate only makes vitamin E more lipophilic. If you guys want to read this, you should go to uh, Leafly. Go to Leafly, and it's right now. It's the top of if you search vitamin E and vape yeah. on Leafly, it's right at the top. And Leafly.com, yeah. for, because not everybody knows what Leafly is, especially if you're not in Oregon. Um, right. So it's L E A F L Y.com. So interesting enough, you might want to hear this. Constant Therapeutics of California confirmed earlier this week that the company holds a patent on the use of alpha tocopherol in a vape pen for medical cannabis patients. Hmm. No wonder everything causes cancer. <laughs> right? Says Constance Finley found a Constance Therapeutics said she developed it in consultation with an oncologist and has seen it used by more than 5,500 sick cancer patients but mentions we do not have a single reported case of lung distress that has come to our attention. Finley drew a clear distinction between the alpha tocopherol her company uses and the tocopherol acetate found in some illicit vape cartridges, citing a 2013 New York Times article and one research paper showing differences in lung reaction to different tocopherols. Finley 
said she considers tocopherol acetate unsafe to use in any vape cartridges. Yes. Well, so there you go. And even if you don't die from using it, I imagine there's probably going to people that are going to have worse reactions than right. others. Right. They don't really know so maybe what you to are do caught, with yeah. this recovery. Yeah. They don't know how to help you yet. <laughs> it's still new. <laughs> Be careful out there. It's especially on the black market, it's guys. Wow, wow, You know, you're almost damn better to, you know, if you can get your own concentrates or extracts. Make it yourself. To, to buy your own cartridges if you know... Um, if you know where they come from, like buy quality cartridges. Don't do this in Oregon. It's illegal. Well, we don't recommend you doing anything illegal. We don't tell you to do anything illegal. <clears throat> do what you want to do and do it at your own discretion. <laughs> I, would just, I would just pick the safest option of whatever your options yes. are. <laughs> Go the safest route. Don't kill yourself with some tocopherol acetate. I know I ain't quitting carts soon, though. I'm gonna, I'm, I've always got the good ones coming from you, but I ain't quitting them. I need them. Those things are legit. I, I try to bring you good ones. <laughs> Until you There's don't There's some like that me. are a little iffy. Hey, You're like, don't piss we're me not off. talking about that times. <laughs> <laughs> we got Full Circle Farms and Eminence coming up. We're probably going to release that like Wednesday. Probably be out Thursday morning because yeah. I'll do it Wednesday late. Yeah. So look for that. Those guys are awesome. Hell yeah. Okay. There's one other thing I wanted to do too. I wanted to, on each show, I think we should, because there's some really cool IG pages out there. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out each show to an IG page. I think it's really freaking cool. Ooh, I know which one you're going to say too. Which one? At Eye Raising. That's that's a good one. Yes, I could. <laughs> we'll do two this time. How, how about we start? <laughs> we'll kick this off with two good ones. I'm not going to give you no hype bullshit. These are going to be legit, legit IGs you could check out. And actually, damn, learn something. Yeah, they're. You know what I'm saying. Cool. All right, so since you picked that one, I got one picked, so I'll go first and tell everybody what I think's cool. Okay. So on this show, I think that if you look up cannabis underscore potency underscore research, that's cannabis potency research. These guys are working with a line right now that is a Buddha, or excuse me, big bud skunk times holy banana. And uh, this thing's legit. This whole cool looking. It looks just like a fern. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, so if you want to look at something new... Right. If you haven't checked these guys out, check them out. I don't know if they have more than one strain that looks like this right now, but it is straight ferned out. Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. So check out those unique genetics. I don't know what they're doing with them. I just follow them because it's cool as hell. And you know, if you look at the pictures of the full plants, it damn near looks like ferns. So until they're really fully butted right. out, those are legit, guys. All right, go yeah. ahead. Um, it's iRazin, uh, which is I R R A Z I N I G. Erasonig? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Indian Land Race Exchange is basically what it is. And it is apparently from the name Indian Land Race Train. Hello. Yeah, um, these, are, these are, this is the Himalayas. And this guy is doing a uh, kind of like a tour, if you will, or a, mm-hmm. some sort of uh, a walkabout. Uh, through the Himalayas and like through Pakistan and stuff like that. And he's documenting all these phenos and land races. And he's just spotting all these plants that are just growing naturally or growing and in people's gardens and just growing out it's there. A, it's amazing. It's a, absolutely amazing to see the difference in the culture out here or out there in the Himalayas compared to like the states, even yeah. in the legal states. These people, cannabis is just a part of life, just as much as an apple or an, uh, a melon. Yeah, have them right next to or the corn. Wheat. It's it's that 
it's that common. Every farm, everybody that's out rurally is farming still. They're farming their food. Mm-hmm. They're they're keeping things basically closed loop. And you'll see a lot of apples get grown there. So you see a lot of apple trees and cannabis just growing all around, mm-hmm. just straight up everywhere you look, just growing on the side of the roads and <laughs> and everywhere. Cow pastures. They got cows just shitting all over plants and 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 but they're. It really gives you an understanding of really where cannabis came from, where it's at, uh, you know, how how you can work with it, what you can do with it. I mm-hmm. mean, these land race strains are really where it all started. Right. And they're still out there and it's just amazing. So check it out. It's really freaking cool. It'll give you a chance to actually kind of get an idea of what a real wild plant is like. Right. And uh, also, too, the breeders out there, you know, if you want to get into a land race, a legit land race or a pheno of it, you know, look through them. They're just, this is an exchange. It's an exchange and there's a seed banks that are listed to it. So mm-hmm. just check it out. Uh, we hope you enjoy that. Um, I, I did. And yeah. uh, be safe with the carts out there. Uh, you know, I sorry if it was redundant for people, but we just had to cover it. It's just important. Of course we did. It's it's the hot topic right now. So be safe, and we hope you have good crops coming in. I know the crops are starting to come in, so good luck. Stay away from the. Don't let the rippers get you. Right. Don't let the. Don't let it. Whatever bugs have been harassing you get you. Get that stuff dry. Remember, remember, and we'll go over this coming up. But you're getting also to the most important part of the process. Drying and curing. Drying and curing. We'll cover this. Everybody's covered it 100,000 times. We'll cover it one more time because people need to know. It is literally the most important, important part. I think. It makes or breaks your cannabis. And Well, and of course, this the stuff you're putting in it from the beginning. With everything's the most important stuff. <laughs> But honestly, but to capture your terpenes and to capture mm. that perfect smell and flower and 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 yep. can, it's just what you're looking for in bud. You can grow that, fire that cure and dries. Yeah, and I truly believe the difference between fire outdoor strains that have made it to the shelf and then the ones that don't. I think get down to the genetics slash mm-hmm. the cure. Yep. Because I think you can have fire ass genetics, especially outdoor. Yeah, fuck them up and cure. Yep. And then you can have you know. Uh, fire ass genetics and then do a right cure with an outdoor product and come out with a really good flower. Right. But you don't you, want all your outdoor to smell the same. No, you don't want outdoor <laughs> hay. So, and you know, 60 60, the best two pieces of advice I can give you mm-hmm. is drying is different than curing and run a 60 60, 60% humidity, 60 degrees. Closer you get to that, better off you are. Hell yeah. Okay. Hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said, check out like say Wednesday or Thursday morning for Full Circle Farms and Eminence Extracts, Oregon Love. Oregon Love.